Hey, what's up, y'all? This is Whitley, and you're tuned in to another Wondering Whitley session. So, y'all, this is Car Chronicles today. I'm on my way to the store, so just in case you hear some background noise or my air or I take a pause, you know, because I'm still learning to master multitasking, you know, that's just what it is for today. But I wanted to hop on because I don't know what I'll call this session until I'm done, but I'm thinking about um, this idea of understanding the difference between operating from insecurity and operating from, you know, just pure, what can I call it? Pure um, acknowledgement that this is something you need to look into. And I want to talk about this because, of course, in the past couple of episodes, I've been talking about, you know, testing something to see if it's real, doing your due diligence, vetting people and opportunities, um, making sure that things are what they say they are. Um, And even the episode when we talked about, you know, knowing your non-negotiables and having your standards and your boundaries. And it got me to thinking about um, just even in my own experience when... I did do those things, but really when I look at them, it was because I was anxious about something or I was operating more so from my insecurity or fear. And that's not a place where I want us to do those checks or to operate from. Because usually when we make decisions out of those places, you know, we kind of already know what the answer is or, you know, we do ourselves a disservice and we cause more anxiety, more fear. Um, and less assurance in ourselves. And what I mean by that is that there is a difference between, you know, doing your due diligence to make sure somebody's word that they tell you match up with their actions or they are who they say they are or this opportunity is what it say it is. They paying what they say they're going to pay. They're communicating with how they said they would communicate. There's a difference between doing your due diligence to make sure like everything checks off and then operating from a place of insecurity, a place of fear, a place of lack, um, operating from a place of wanting to control or needing to know. Um, For example, if you are applying for a job, if you apply for any job, especially a job that may take multiple levels, but really, you know, pretty much any job you just didn't get through, like somebody recommending you for it and they hired you on spot, there's there's levels to the process. First, you're going to search the job, then you're going to find it, and then you're going to apply for the job, you know, and there's a time period between when you apply and maybe when you hear from the company or if a direct person emails you or calls you or reach out there's a time period in between that you know and depending on what you're applying for whether it's an internship sometimes they may have deadlines to apply or windows that you have to apply but then if it's a general job where you know it's on indeed or something like that there is a window of of time from you putting in your application to you waiting on somebody or the company to reach out And then from them reaching out to tell you, hey, we're interested in the interview, there is a time period between what they said 
and then them maybe setting up the interview if they didn't set it up right then and there and there's a time period from you going to the interview participating in the interview and then from when you'll hear from the hiring manager or the company if they didn't tell you right then you got a job so with all of those levels there is time that laps in between and of course the average person if you really want the job or position like you're going to be a little bit anxious you're going to be kind of worried like am i going to get it was i good enough if it's a competitive position like this is somewhere this is a move that you're making for your career then you're probably even more like fingers crossed that's natural so i'm not saying all of this to make you make us think that we have to eliminate all insecurity but we're we're aware of it in the hiring process that that's not going to go away but what we're not going to do is like be emailing the hiring manager or the company every single day we don't hear from them as soon as we leave we emailing them hey i'm gonna get the job because usually they tell you when they'll you know reach out or maybe they don't or they'll maybe tell you if you don't hear from us by this time you know, just assume you didn't get it because we have a high volume of applicants. Or sometimes they just kind of leave it ambiguous, like we'll be in touch. And so it really does leave you wondering. I've been in all of those situations, you know, so you're not going to, you know, reach out to the hiring manager every single day, you know, to ask, did I get a job? Did I get a job? What's the, when y'all going to tell me what, like, because they're going to think you crazy. I mean, it's standard, like if you don't hear from them in about a week or two weeks, depending on, because some jobs, you know, take a month to let you know, you know, depending on what you're applying for, you know, but, you know, just standard, you're not going to be reaching out to them every single day, asking them what's the 411 on the position, because you're going to look crazy. You're not going to be going up to the job to look through the windows or asking to speak to the manager because you haven't heard from them, even though you're feeling this insecurity and anxiety of if you have the position or not you're not going to uh send your friend up to the job you know and say you know since they since they interview me you go up there and ask did such and such work here yet i heard she apply like crazy stuff you know you're not going to do all of that you're going to sit with your insecurity you're going to sit with your anxiety but you're going to know this waiting process or going through each phase you know waiting to hear something back is normal for each phase of the process it's normal to have this because you want something to happen so it's normal to have these you know waiting periods where there's a, a bit of unknown and dealing with the unknown will always be scary. It will always cause some level of anxiety, especially if we want something. So if we relate this to relationships, and I know I've, I've done this to where I'm just talking to a guy, but we really like each other, we really vibing, and then I feel that insecurity kick in. I feel that moment of anxiety, like, does he like me like I like him? Is this going where I think it's going? And then I start operating sometimes from that insecurity. As soon as he don't call me, even if he didn't say he was going to call me, as soon as he don't, you know, do something that I felt like keeps me at bay or keeps me in control, my mind is going into overdrive and I start creating these scenarios in my head, you know, and really operating from that. So next time you hear from me, I got an attitude because he was supposed to do something that he never really agreed to. 
but I have this expectation in my head that I've created from my insecurity and anxiety that he didn't meet, you know, or, you know, I'm at his house one day and we're not even that deep, but I feel comfortable enough to go through his phone or see who's calling, like things like that. And that's all operating from insecurity. That's all operating from the natural. So the anxiety and insecurity is natural, but depending on where we are in our relationship, does it match from what I should really be expecting from this? And how can I better position myself to make sure that I'm putting the burden on my back to handle my own insecurity, to handle my own, you know, anxiety about where what I need from this relationship because if he hasn't given me any real reason to be doing the things that I'm doing that may be considered like too much or overwhelming then that's something that I need to deal with on my own like why am I feeling like this it's okay to feel this when you're opening yourself up to love or to having to trust another person or to having to be vulnerable or maybe you shared something with him that you haven't shared with anybody so you're hoping that you know this level of intimacy continues you know and you don't want it to end all of that's natural but what happens is sometimes we're in that position we don't really take into consideration that we are responsible for our insecurity we are responsible for the anxiety and things that we feel now yes do I believe a person who cares about you will help soothe that Yes, but it shouldn't become their sole responsibility. For example, if I had a friend um, and I'm having a hard time with how I look, you know, and this is an ongoing thing. Like I'm always having a hard time with how I look and I call this friend and kind of like self-degrade myself, like always telling jokes where it's like I'm looking and searching for my friend's approval on how I look now she may do that for me because she's my friend and she cares about me she don't want me feeling down on herself but at some point she may feel burdened because she feels like dang like it don't matter how much I tell her this if she don't believe it like I'm just gonna be a broken record telling her the same thing she looks beautiful and I feel responsible for that because at some point, I'll be like, yeah, you do look ugly today. And then I'm going to be wrong. <laughs> That's what the friend is thinking. Because my need for her affirmation becomes burdensome, even though she cares about me. So it's not fair if we go into relationships putting this burden on other people when sometimes the anxiety and insecurity that we feel, we have to deal with it on our own. Because if we approach somebody and act out of our insecurity and anxiety and fear of the unknown consistently it's okay one or two times or at peaks of the relationship but if we do that consistency consistently it's going to burden the other person and it's going to make them feel like it don't matter what I do she always going to be this I'm always have to prove ourselves we don't always have trust issues and that's going to make somebody else question the relationship Or it might take you to the extreme of, you know, asking for passwords and stuff before it's time, before those things are mutual, you know, conversation that's necessary for where y'all are in a relationship. And so to me, a practical way to tell the difference of if you're operating from 
fear and anxiety, you know, and worry, and then just naturally doing your due diligence to make sure, you know, if it's if we're relating it to a man and a woman, like you're trying to make sure, you know, what he said and what he's doing is lined up. It's first understanding the natural process of things and that sometimes some things just take time. Some things won't even be revealed unless you open yourself up and give it time. And that is a scary reality. It's just like somebody, even if you put this in a friendship, it's just like a friend you felt like betrayed you in some way. And betrayal don't always have to be super huge. Like she slept with my man or this, this and that. It can be, you know... You, you, you shared something with her and you wanted to keep it in between y'all, but she felt like it was really serious and she didn't know how to like handle it or tell you. And she felt like somebody who has better expertise or somebody who sees you every day should know. So she shares it with them. And then finally they come and approach you, you know, and let you know, Hey, this, I know you told them not to share it, but. I believe I can help you with this. You may feel betrayed by that friend when their intentions weren't to betray you or betrayal can be, you know, people feel betrayed by a lot of things. It can be like you now you asked for a conversation and that person went silent on you. You can think that's betrayal. That's emotional betrayal, you know, so betrayal can range. But if that friend comes back into your life and then offers an apology you know, they acknowledged where they went wrong. They heard you out. The trust ain't going to be built just by their apology. We all know that, you know, it's not going to be mended and you're not going to automatically even want to hop back to the way the relationship was just because they came back around. Even in your heart of hearts, you probably miss them. You probably still got love for them. You probably still care for them, but you're going to be hesitant because, you know, you felt betrayed in some way, or your heart was broken, or you felt abandoned or left behind. So you, you know, they're going to tell you this, and they may, you know, outline how they can make it better, or, you know, they just may give it time. So, you know, they can begin to talk to you more or prove to you just through their actions or through simple things that, you know, they've grown from that, and they don't want to do it again. You know, and it don't matter how many questions you ask them in that initial conversation of the apology, you know, you sure you're not going to do this again? You, you know, you, it don't matter how many security questions you ask them, really, nothing is going to reveal their true intentions and their growth more than the time you're willing to give them. And that's a vulnerable place to be. That may heighten your anxiety. That may heighten your insecurity because then you have to extend trust before the trust is even rebuilt. And really, it's really trusting yourself to if this person, as soon as they show you, they not what they say they are the second time around, trusting that you have the strength this go around to not put up with it or to not deny it or to not you know, second guess yourself or to not call it something else when you see exactly what it is or when they've given enough time and they have proven themselves, trusting yourself that you can relax now. You can really trust that they they are who they say they are. They they are learning what they say they want. They learn 
and they are showing up in that way their actions are aligning with what they say and on a service they're really not giving you any reason to be insecure or have this anxiety other than that's still um you know a natural repercussion of what's happened in the past but it's not what's going on in the present so that's kind of a practical way in which you can tell whether you're operating out of insecurity fear and anxiety or whether you know you really are just doing your due diligence because part of that due diligence like i said is just really you know some things just going to take time and you have to ask yourself you know, if it is a matter of somebody coming back around, you have to ask yourself, okay, what caused the breakdown in the first place? If it's an ex, why did we break up in the first place? And am I willing, even though I've forgiven them and all of that, am I willing to take them back based on whatever the behavior was and whatever the behavior was leading up to that? Am I willing to take them back? Or will I always have this trust issue no matter what they do? Even if they've grown, like, I'm never going to get the image of them X, Y, Z. I'm never going to get past this no matter what they do. And you have to ask yourself that question, too. Or when they did this to me as a friend, I don't think I can ever deal with a friend like that again. You know, even if they've grown, like, I'm going to always have this question no matter what they do. This always going to be lingering. Only you can answer those questions. You know, or even if it's somebody brand new, you know, when those fears and anxiety and insecurities come up because we naturally want things to happen, but there's a natural process where there's going to be moments that you have to deal with the unknown. You have to ask yourself, has this person words matched up with their actions so far? Based on where we are, the time period, how long we've been dating or how long we've been friends or, you know, does their actions match up so far with what they said they would do? Without my emotions being attached, if they have, then I need to be dealing with my insecurity or anxiety. Or if I need to ask a question, ask that, you know, um, but outside of that, if if it's just like you got a real reason to be questioning things because some of the stuff they saying ain't lining up with what they doing and the pace they moving and all of that and it's a reasonable pace like a month in you not ask him where the relationship going because you know for whatever reason and sometimes as women we can do that especially if we sleep with a man too soon and you know that's a whole nother conversation i mentioned it in the last episode you know, and people are going to want to do what they want to do, what they want to do with their bodies. But I'm going to just side note this. Men look at sex differently than women. Um, and also, if you are, you already know you're looking for husband material. Again, I can't tell you what to do from your body, but speaking from experience, just put a timeline on it like let this man prove himself for at least especially if y'all are dating consistently not inconsistently like you barely seeing him but if y'all seeing each other every day at the beginning once he made his intentions known that he wants to pursue you my baseline recommendation is at least 
keep them legs closed at least for three months if y'all are dating consistently because that way you can really keep your mind clear because as women I, I've come because all of this comes from self-awareness first you know you got to know you and I think a lot of women are wired this way I think many of us just don't want to admit it but I know me for sure I'm wired to where my heart is attached to my lady friend and so when that happened and I already like you we go together <laughs> you know not that extreme but Honestly, that's what my subconscious mind starts thinking. So there's a fear when he's not moving at some pace when I've already given that up, especially super early, early on, even if I think we're on the same page, you know. So for me moving forward, there are just timelines that I put in place. Like, what do I need to see to fully be comfortable I know sometimes we can get on the woman empowerment. I can do what I want when I'm with my body. That's cool. But you have to ask yourself with what you're doing with your body, depending on what the results you are, you want, have you gotten those results? If you're getting the results you want, keep doing what you're doing. But if you haven't got the results that you want, you know, it may be time to try something new. It may be time to try something different. I'm not pushing celibacy because I know that's not for everybody and it's not, you know, but but just putting a timeline on when who what have they shown to make you what do you need to see to be comfortable giving your body to a man and comfortable enough to if this goes in a direction you want it to go or not you will be okay walking away those are the type of questions i've had to ask myself to put things in place that work for me and sometimes we don't thoroughly ask ourselves these questions we let other people tell us our standards and boundaries but I try to just offer very practical tools to the things that I'm talking to apply the things that I'm talking about and sometimes it's just a matter of understanding yourself seeing what the patterns that you've had or ignored in your past and how you've operated and then saying okay I've always done this and this may not be the route, but, you know, I've always gotten this result. So what variable can I change or what even con have I kept constant that may need to shift, you know, and only you can answer those questions based on what you want. And again, for my platform, I am targeting women who do want, you know, just this not just all for women who do want marriageable men, but, you know, I'm talking to women who want to build legacy in that way. Again, you can get things from this episode if you're not in that place or not in that space, but you can be even younger listening to this. But with that in mind, when you're choosing a man in high school, when you're choosing a man in college, and marriage may not be on your mind now, but you know the way that I move, I want to be strategic. I want to make sure that I'm always, you know, getting the long end of the stick in any of my relationships, in any of my opportunities. And a lot of that comes from making sure we're asking ourselves the proper questions to put ourselves in position to win. And so that's just a sidebar. Um, but at the end of the day, y'all, you know, the only way, I'll say this, insecurity, anxiety, and fear of the unknown is first of all and foremost natural. 
you know, but we have to do the work on ourselves and ask ourselves the proper questions and be able to sit with ourselves to understand, you know, is what I'm feeling a natural response to me not knowing what's going on or because I'm opening myself in a new way? Or is this feeling coming from I do have cause of concern? You know, he is maybe doing something that he told me he's not doing. And only you can really answer those questions, but you have to discern where that feeling is really coming from. And then make sure you get clear on what your end result is before you take action in another direction. Because what I will say is I've started practicing for myself. I always speak over myself when I need to make a decision is that God is clarity. God is peace. God is clarity. God is peace. And I always say that because I'm not exempt, no matter how much I talk on here from feeling these feelings too, or sometimes not knowing why I want to do certain things or what made me make a certain choice. So I'm, I'm making a decision to be as deliberate as possible in the decisions that I'm making or not making. Even if I get to a decision where I'm saying, you know, hey, I'm not going to make a decision in Uh, on this because I'm not clear and I don't have full peace on it that's different than just kind of letting life do what it's going to do and then being a victim to it when the consequences show up because indecision is a decision as well but even being active when I'm being uh when I'm choosing to be still rather than try to fix it on my own and so I have peace in doing that because I'm always speaking God is clarity God is peace So since I'm speaking that, that lets me know that if I don't have full clarity in why I'm doing this and what result I want from this and that I'm very clear and it's paired with peace, like it's paired with I have peace of mind making this decision. I'm very clear on why I'm doing it and I really have peace uh, about it, you know, and peace can feel different in everybody's body. Um, If I had to give y'all a visual of what peace feels like for me, peace just kind of feels like it just feels calm. Like it, it don't, even if I had anxiety while I was thinking about it, when I get that moment of like, Whitley, do this, go ahead and eliminate this, go ahead and delete this number, go ahead and you know, apply for that. And there's peace on it. Like I don't have all these extra questions then that's when I know, like, that's what I'm supposed to do. Now, it doesn't mean that later on, because I done made that decision, and I'm not going to have those fears, like, oh, my God, like, I'm never going to have this if I cut this person off. I'm, like, it don't, ma- it don't mean the anxiety and stuff is not going to pop back up, because when you're doing something new, that comes with it, you know. Um, but being able to make a decision in clarity and peace has been something that I practiced very intentionally so that when I do get the consequences, and when I say consequences, I don't mean bad or good. I just mean a natural, you know, feedback from whatever decision I'm making. When I do get the consequences of whatever I decide to do, at least I can say, well, I was intent on deciding that, so I'm okay with these consequences. I was on intent 
on letting this friend go. I understood why. So I'm okay with whatever comes with that. I was intent on letting this man go. So I'm okay with whatever comes with that. Good, bad, or indifferent. I was intent on applying for this or saying no to this position or not doing this. So I'm okay with whatever comes with that. But when you just kind of let life do what it's going to do and then you get the feedback of it, you're always in this space of chaos or unknown or I don't know what's going to happen next. And, you know, trust, self-trust comes from you making deliberate decisions and taking a risk and betting on you. And that's also where you get more confidence, even if the decision you made don't turn out the way you hopefully envision you still gain more confidence to know, okay, I can bounce back because if I made this decision in con uh, in confidence, then I can make another one and I can make this shift and I can make this move. And that's what life is about. And the more you get deliberate about making your decisions out of clarity, out of certainty, out of knowing that you are always going to win, in the end, you're going to win. I don't know if nobody told you that, but in the end, you're going to win. In the end, everything works out for you. In the end, you have everything that you want and need. Why at the same time, you can only get there by being a deliberate decision maker, a deliberate creator in your own life. And it's very difficult to do that when you allow yourself to stay in a place and operate from a place of insecurity, doubt, and fear. You have to get to that even moment of clarity, of peace, of confidence to really move forward and make a decision in any area of your life. So I love y'all so much. Um, remember, get in alignment to receive your assignment. You want to reach out to me, you can find me on Arts Feminine on Twitter, Wondering Whitley on Facebook and Instagram. Wit Wit Hooray on Instagram is my personal page and the Feminine Arts Academy on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. I love y'all so much um, and I'll talk to you soon.